Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, more Grand Gathering 3 news. As I've mentioned before, Grand Gathering 3, March 17th through 19th, Cleveland, Ohio area, at the Doubletree Hotel in Westlake, Ohio. I think I'll start off with more news about the old school packs. They've been slowly revealing what's in the old school packs over the past few weeks. This week, they revealed the final four competitors that are going to be in these box sets. There are a total of 12 possible, six Redux, six brand new. The four previous Redux competitors were in no particular order, Hollywood, The Executioner, Cactus Sack, and Boy Howdy. The four previous brand new competitors were Dickie Finesse, The Overgiver, Stung, and Chainsaw Jimmy. We have the final four. The two Redux competitors are the one I mentioned last week, El Blanco Diablo, and a brand new one I was not aware of, the Cyclone. That makes up the six Redux competitors. You're going to have new competitors, new finishers for those six, but the old logo so you can mix and match finishes between competitor cards. The remaining two new competitors are Luke Warm, Stephen Houston, and Quadruple H. That rounds out the old school competitors. We also saw on the last episode of Talk of the Universe all of the possible 1 through 27 cards that could be in these old school decks. If you're interested in seeing that, check out Talk of the Universe on the twitch.tv slash srguniverse channel. You can see all of those. It's about an hour into the program where the COO, Griff Briggs, comes on and talks about these. We have a little more information about the price, too. I reported previously the price is going to be $25 for these packs. If you are at Grand Gathering 3, you'll be able to buy them for $20 a pack. So discounted prices if you are in person. I like that. I think that makes these a lot more reasonable. I don't know if that discounted price will hold for future events where these are for sale in person, like Origins, like Gen Con. But at Grand Gathering 3, the old school packs, $20 instead of $25. I imagine they're $25 on the website. So for people who can't attend Grand Gathering 3, if they want to buy an old school pack, they have to buy it through the website, $25. That's my understanding based on what they said. Speaking of new product, I think I talked about this last week. The Sticks, Stairs, and Chairs box set is coming out. I may have missed that. They previewed all of the 1 through 27 lines that are going to be available. There are going to be 
six different 1 through 27 cards. So six cards at spot number one, six at number two, so on and so forth. Because this will be a draft set. The idea is you would buy the set. The set is geared towards six players, six players maximum. The set contains six random competitor sets. And again, like I said, 162 cards, six cards per 1 through 27 slot. Giving a quick glance of the cards that are going to be in the set because they did show those cards. It looks like most of these are cards that have already been released. I only saw about two dozen new cards, not necessarily counting older cards with brand new art on them. This set is going to retail for around $180, which if you figure $15 on average per competitor set, 90 in competitor sets, 90 in the 1 through 27 cards, that actually works out about to what those components would normally be retail. So not much of a discount for buying in the box set as it would be for buying individually. My first thought seeing this set was of the three box sets they've released for six players, the hardcore set, the birdcage set, and now this stick stairs and chair set. And I guess I'll throw Claim the Throne in there too. This feels like the least valuable of those sets. That's just kind of my feeling because I feel like a lot of the cards that are going to be in the set have already gone out to players. A lot of players who have been playing for a while already have a lot of the cards that are going to be in the set. So be aware of that if you're thinking about buying it. If you don't have a lot of product, probably a good way to get a lot of product. If you already have a lot of this, it'll be up to you whether or not you think it's worth buying it. But take a look at the cards that are going to be in the set. They are currently posted on the SRG Universe Facebook page. And make your own decision on whether or not you think it's worth buying. Again, $180 price point could be less at Grand Gathering. There's also been no discussion of a potential prize pack with this. That could change the value equation as well. All we know right now are the 162 cards that will make up the 1 through 27 card draft pool. That's pretty much the news on product. Nothing else has really changed. They still have the new release bundle. That's going to be 10 competitors and 9 cards for 150. Last they announced it. There will still be independent competitor sets. They said 4. No clarification as to whether or not that includes the new flip Gordon competitor set. I'm also guessing there's going to be a Brimstone competitor set based on the graphic that SRG Universe made promoting his appearance at Grand Gathering 3. And then there's that over-the-top bundle. Again, no information on prices on the independent competitors or the over-the-top card bundle. We did get some more information about the two competitors, the two random competitors everyone's going to get for attending Grand Gathering 3. I've talked before, you're going to get the three foil cards, Gathering the Kendo Stick, Gathering the Ring Steps, Gathering the Steel Chair, that have the Grand Gathering 3 logo on them. You're going to get the three stops at 1 through 3, that stop cards with over the top in the name. You're going to get the over the top card at number 13, 
and you're going to get these two random competitors. They're recommending you keep them sealed because there's going to be, at some point during Grand Gathering 3, a Dosmo deck challenge. This is a deck challenge created by the late Hall of Famer Master Dosmodius, a.k.a. Maurice Thompson. Here's how this will work. You will decide you're going to participate in the event. You will buy an old school pack to use in the event. That'll be your 1 through 27 deck. Whatever's in that one old school pack you buy for the event. They announced it's going to be a discounted price. You'll get that 1 through 27 deck. You'll find out what competitor you get because the 12 competitors possible in the old school packs are random. You'll also then open up your Dosmo deck pack that you got at sign up, the two random competitors. From those three competitors, you have to choose a singles competitor that you will play during the tournament. Now you're guaranteed one singles competitor because all the old school packs have a singles competitor. But it is possible that the two competitors you get in the random Dosmo packs could be trios, could be tornado, could be a blend of the two. But of those three competitors, you'll pick one singles competitor to play. You will then choose to use the finishes from one of the other two competitors you did not use. Now, if the other competitors you did not use had tag team finishes, that is to say tornado tag team finishes or trios finishes, you can use a singles competitor with tornado tag finishes or with trios finishes. The one thing you can't do is use their own finishes. So if you open up your old school pack, you, your old school pack contains Dickie Finesse. You open up your Dosmo pack, your Dosmo pack, say, contains Firing Squad and Warlords of the Sea. You would have to play as Dickie Finesse because that's your only singles competitor. And you'd have to use either Warlords of the Sea's finishers or the Firing Squad's finishers. That's just how that would go. I once played in one of these Dosmo deck challenges. I ended up with the flip version of High Water and the Beach Bum finishes, which actually served me very well in that tournament. As far as the format of this Dosmo deck challenge tournament, could be anything. Maybe multiplayer matches, maybe stipulations. It'll be determined on the day, probably even on the fly. Now, if you want to play in the Dosmo deck challenge event, you can't have opened your Dosmo deck pack. Your Dosmo uh, competitor pack is probably the better way to say it. So when you get that at sign up, when you sign up for Grand Gathering 3, when you get there for your registration and all that, or when you arrive Friday, Saturday, whenever that is, don't open that. Don't open it. Now, if you don't want to play in the event, go ahead and open it. But if you want to play in the event, keep it sealed until the event. One last thing about events. This question came up about the Play Pure event. It's already been determined that you can't use any of the competitors that are being released at Grand Gathering in the Play Pure tournament. You can use cards coming out. However, you do have to submit your deck list to Jeremy Steigerwald, who's running the event, before you can participate in the event. And 
you have to have your first two matches of the event completed by Saturday morning. So if you want to buy packs, get new cards, put those in your deck, you're going to have to do that sooner rather than later because there is a deadline to play your first two matches in the Play Pure events. One last bit of event news for Grand Gathering 3. We have a booked list for the Tornado Tournament, the Tornado Tag Team Tournament. The booked competitors in that tournament are El Super Sons, Michigan's Most Dangerous Alliance, Tiki Twins, and Two Cats, Two Purrius. You can't play any of those competitor sets in the tournaments. All the others are fair game. That's going to do it for event news that I have. I've covered all the other events on previous shows, so feel free to check those out. Also, check out the SRG Universe Grand Gathering 3 group on Facebook. There's a lot of information there, including the event schedule. That's a great resource to use. Now let me talk about some championship news we have for Grand Gathering 3. Last week I reported that the next contender for the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship would be Eddie Fury and a partner. I've received a correction. That's not correct. The next contender for that championship will be Colin Simon and a partner of his choosing. Don't know who that'll be, but that's the next contender for the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. We have a match set for the Tornado Tag Team Championship, the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship at Grand Gathering 3. And we have a match set for the LFF Underworld Championship at Grand Gathering 3. I'll talk about the Tornado Tag Team first. The current champion with the competitor set El Super Sons, or the competitor El Super Sons, Alec Ventresca. Because it's been a while since he's defended that championship, the man in charge of booking that, James Booker, has decided the match at Grand Gathering 3 will be a first-time-ever Fatal 4-Way Tornado Tag Team Championship match. The three players that Alec Ventresca will have to defend against are Mark Perry, who will be using Effin Impact in the bout, Candyman, who will be using Sweet Innuendos in the bout, and Jason Falsone using Twisted Aggression in the championship bout. This is probably the biggest challenge Alec Ventresca is going to have to defend the Tornado Tag Team Championship. We'll see if he can. It's a big hurdle to defend a championship in a multiplayer match. Now let's talk about the LFF Underworld Championship. I'd previously reported that there's been a tournament to determine the next contender for the Underworld Championship. There were sort of two groups of players in that tournament. A group called Legends of the Underworld, a group called Future of the Underworld. The Legends group was made up of former Underworld Champions. The Futures group was made up of people who've never won that championship. Each group went through a bracket, group stages, then a bracket to get a Legends winner and a Futures winner. The Legends winner was John Polverino. The Futures winner was the prize fighter Simon Gavin. Wednesday night, after Talk of the Universe, they faced off 
in a Raven's Blood Cemetery match. John Polverino played as the competitor based on his wife, the Master Chef LMP. The prize fighter Simon Davner played as the original version of Brian Cage, better known as Brian Cage as the F and Machine. I don't say the full name very often, but that is the full name of the competitor. Raven's Blood Cemetery match, long match, went all the way to crowd meter two. Watching this match, it felt to me like Simon Davner was just outrolling. John Porvino was just winning the turn roll battle. John Porvino was able to, through the first few levels of the crowd meter, crowd meter zero, one, two, and three, hit his finish and put Simon Davner not out, but in a perilous position. But Simon Davner was able to claw back every time. And eventually at crowd meter four and five, he's hitting the finish. Pulverino is able to break out in one each time those finishes were hit, which helped him out immensely. But in the end, at crowd meter five, Pulverino was not able to prevail. The prize fighter, Simon Davner, wins. And so Simon Davner will face Johnny Korea at Grand Gathering 3. We will see if Simon Davner can defeat the current Underworld Champion or if Johnny Korea can successfully defend. That is going to do it for Grand Gathering 3, and that is pretty much the bulk of the news that I have for this week. We haven't really had any updates in things like Rising Star 3, Faction Wars 4. It's been pretty much Grand Gathering 3 news, which makes sense. This is the biggest story in Super Show. I will mention that Monday Night Real is coming back. Monday Night Real was a show that was on Facebook and then later on was on the twitch.tv slash srguniverse channel. I think it was the first ever show on that channel. It was a show hosted by Griff Briggs and his wife. Jennifer Briggs. It's been years since that show was actively being produced, but right before Grand Gathering 3, they're bringing it back one night only, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be on the Twitch page, on the Twitch channel. So we may get some good news going into Grand Gathering 3. I know, for example, I've talked about territory battles. I didn't get any news on territory battles. So no idea what's going on with that. Hopefully we'll know more between Monday Night Real, between the last talk of the universe before Grand Gathering 3. Unfortunately, that'll happen after this. And then before the next episode, all of Grand Gathering will happen before the next episode. So the next episode will just be news about what happened at Grand Gathering, maybe some other things here and there. Speaking of Grand Gathering, I will be attending Grand Gathering. I'll be there covering it as best I can, getting all the information I can. It's possible the show will be delayed. I am going to be returning home on the Sunday night on the 19th. I do not know if the show will be recorded and published on the 19th. It may not be published until the 20th. So I apologize for that delay, but understand. The show may be delayed by a day just due to travel and other concerns. 
One more thing I should talk about now because it is Grand Gathering 3 related. I normally talk about this later in the show. Monday night we're going to have Monday Night Consigliere Fights. It's going to be a play-pure format. So no entrance cards, no spectacles, no skill requirement cards. The winner of this event will receive the ability to choose their entrance spot in their opening group in the grand battle. So if they want to be the last man in that group, they can. There's no posting about this currently on supershowthegame.com. So I can't tell you what time it starts. I can't tell you if there's any booked competitors. I don't have any information other than that, but look for that to happen Monday because that does have Grand Gathering 3 implications. And that's going to be the last tournament that affects that. That's been the prize for winning on Monday and Thursday for a while. This is the last Monday tournament. I don't know if there's going to be a Thursday Night Fights tournament. There might be for people who just didn't go to the Grand Gathering. And then Dojo would be Tuesday night. No postings on any events for this upcoming week. So I don't have any information about Thursday night fights or Monday night consigliere fights. I don't even know if Thursday night fights is going to happen. But if you're interested in participating in those, look for that. Normally I do this at the end of the show, but because it ties into Grand Gathering 3, I went ahead and talked about it early. Speaking of Grand Gathering 3, as I'm recording this, breaking news. The SRG BOSS has announced the comic book Kickstarters have arrived. And so, for people who filled out their survey, they can have those hand-delivered at Grand Gathering 3. So if you're going to Grand Gathering 3, if you backed the Kickstarter... Those will be delivered to you at Grand Gathering 3. All of the cards in the Kickstarter will be available and legal to play at Grand Gathering 3. So if you got your Kickstarter, you want to use some of those cards in your decks, you can. There are also going to be some Kickstarter bundles that you can add to your Kickstarter order currently on Supershowthegame.com. In the Facebook group, there is a link. In the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook, there is a link. You can request a bundle. It's a $60 bundle. The bundle contains the following. It contains the brand new spectacle card for Valiant Tosses a Pretzel. It's similar to Throws Candy from the Crowd, but I believe the quantity of cards flipped is different. I'm just going from memory. It includes... The following cards, Hangover Smash at 10, Hammer into the Post at 11, Blind Opponent at 12, High Strike at 22, I'll Handle This at 23, and I've Got This Boss at 24. This is a 7-card bundle. If you were a backer to Kickstarter, you can get this bundle. It's $60.00. And you actually have to be a backer. If you did not back the Kickstarter, you can't order this. If you do order this, 
I expect there to be issues with getting a refund. Don't order this unless you backed the Kickstarter. Keep that in mind. Don't order this unless you backed the Kickstarter. Very important. The 22 through 24 I just talked about will be available at some point on the website. The Double Vision Competitor Set, that's a tag team competitor set, will be available at some point on the website. So you can buy those through other means. The 10 through 12 and the Tosses of Pretzel will not be available through SuperShowTheGame.com. If you want those, you have to buy those through this bundle. The Throws Cornbread from the Crowd Alt Art will not be available to be ordered. You had to back the Kickstarter at that level to get that card. That is the breaking news that I have dropping as I was recording the show. So I'm giving that to you raw. We may see things get added to this. We may see this get cleaned up. So watch for that. But I'm giving you that as I have it. Seven card bundle. Four Kickstarter backers of the comic book issues three through five only. Don't try to buy it if you did not back the Kickstarter. They have a little note in there saying they'll consider your purchase a gift. I don't want them to do that to anybody, so don't even tempt them. Don't buy it if you didn't back the Kickstarter. Don't try to buy it. $60 for those seven cards. Now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. I'm only aware of two of them. The Monday Night Consigliere Fights and the Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There was no Friday event. A Friday event did not happen. So let me give you the results starting with Monday Night Consigliere Fights. There were 20 players in the Monday Night Tournament. Preliminary stages were group stages, four groups, five players per group, top two advance into the top cut. So eight players make the top cut. Quarterfinal round, New York rules. Semifinal round, dark matches. Finals and third place match, based on what I'm seeing, submission matches. Top four were in fourth place, playing as viral, the prize fighter Simon Davenport. In third place, playing as the Norseman Candyman Dan. The finalists were Chris Pate, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan, and Yasmin, playing as her newest creation. Runtime Terror. With the winner, Yasmin. Yasmin will get to choose her entrance spot in the opening pod of her Grand Battle match Saturday night. That was Monday night. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday night fights. 20 players, same format as Monday night. Four groups, five players per group. Each player plays the other four in their group. Top two records per group advance into the top cut. Quarterfinal round, also New York rules Thursday night. Semifinals, Liger's Den. The finals and the third place match were last competitor standing matches. Top four were in fourth place, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan, Chris Pate. In third place, playing as Gropar the Great and Powerful. Hold the line, Harry. The finalists were the Candyman, 
playing as Emo Man, and Loudmouth Leo Larynx playing as Lord Gareth. The winner, Loudmouth Leo Larynx. He also gets to pick his spots in the grand battle. Only one more person will earn that privilege. They can do so this upcoming Monday night. We'll find out who that was, and we'll find out if that ultimately mattered in the Grand Battle match on next week's show. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. But before I talk about Sunday Night Fights, there are a couple of things I need to bring up. First, regarding that Kickstarter add-on bundle, where if you were a backer of Kickstarter, you can pay an additional $60 and get the seven cards I talked about. That's only available until Tuesday, because after Tuesday, they will have either packed up all the Kickstarters and mailed them out, or packed them up to take to Grand Gathering 3. So I wanted to get that out there first. Second, I talked earlier in the show about Colin Simon having a shot at the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship, but his partner was still unknown. He announced who his partner will be. He will be teaming up with his Impact faction mate, Mark F. and Perry. So Mark F. and Perry and Colin Simon will compete for the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship, I believe at Grand Gathering 3. That's all of the updates. Now let's talk about Sunday Night Fights. Two matches on the match card for Sunday Night Fights. The first, the culmination of a feud between Emo Man and Alexander Slamilton. I believe it was over Emo Man being booked at Slamilton's home store, Misos Games. And actually, speaking of Misos Games, real quick, I did get one locals report this week. They had a nine-player Swiss tournament at Misos Games today. Four rounds of Swiss. After those four rounds, the top three in the event were in third place, playing as himself, Steel Wool. In second place, playing as Amos the Ironworker, Austin Lucas. And the winner, playing as Haley Stevens, the phenomenal one, Kirk Bolker. Congratulations for winning your locals. Back to Sunday Night Fights. So Ema Mam as herself versus Slamilton as himself. No stipulations. Singles match to determine if Emo Mam will be booked or not at Miso's Games. The match goes to Crowdmeter 2. It's quite a long match. The winner, Emo Mam. So Emo Mam now able to be played at Miso's Games. Afterwards, Slamilton announced Apocalypse, Derailed, and Rejected will be booked at Miso's. Not sure how official that is, but that's the outcome of that match. That was the first match of two on Sunday Night Fights. The second, a Tri-State versus CCW match. I haven't really talked much about this, but CCW, City of Champions Wrestling, currently part of the Midwest Coast Territory. They want to leave and go to the Tri-State Territory and to be part of that territory. Basically unify Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, 
previously eastern half, tri-state, western half, Midwest coast, now all tri-state if CCW gets its way. My personal feelings, I like CCW. I would like them to stay in the Midwest coast, but if they want to leave, they should be allowed to leave. It was determined that they would have to win their way into the tri-state. Coming into tonight, the teams were even. Tri-State had two wins. CCW had two wins. There were two matches remaining. And CCW had won the tiebreaker. So, if CCW wins on Sunday Night Fights, they go up 3-2. to two. And because they won the tiebreaker, the worst result would be it goes to 3-3. Three and three. Then they win the tiebreaker. And go in. So this match, if CCW wins, they get in. It's a tornado tag team match. The Fireball playing as my girls versus the Cheetah playing as two cats, two Purius. Crowd meter zero match. The winner, the Fireball. So CCW gets to join Tri-State. I don't know if that will be before or after Grand Gathering 3. It remains to be seen. Congratulations to CCW for getting to go where you want to go. Afterwards, we had two championship match announcements on Sunday Night Fights. The first, something I thought had already been reported, but Ken Fouché, who won the contender match last week for the United States Championship, will face current U.S. champion Colin the Crononaut at Grand Gathering 3. And new Tri-State member, the big guy, will get a shot at the LFF Tri-State Championship currently held by John Polverino. That may be at Grand Gathering 3. That may be some other time. But that's the fallout from the Sunday Night Fights match card. And with that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outbound Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.